Today we continue looking at what the church should be about. Last week we talked about confessing and receiving the blessing. And today we will continue the conversation talking about healing. And then next week we talk about serving as we ordain our new deacons. Today we hear... Paul saying to the church at Ephesus, build up one another. Don't make God's Holy Spirit sad. Get rid of all bitterness and anger and shouting of insults, hatred, feelings. Build up the body. Imitate God in Christ Jesus. We are to live in positive relationships with one another, not criticizing, but building up. We are members one of another. And what is useful for building up is what we should be about. The behavior of the church should reflect the grace of God in Christ and should benefit the community, not just the community of faith, not just the community around the church, but the community of the nation, even the community of the world. I believe that that is the godly command to love one another. Fred Craddock gives the invitation so Today, if your heart is bitter, bitter toward life, toward others, Jesus reaches out his hand to you. Don't pull away. Jesus extends his hand to save you from your sin, from yourself, from your bitterness, and to give you healing. Take Jesus's hand today and let him heal your bitter heart. Paul is writing with practical and spiritual advice to the church at Ephesus. They were a small struggling church. For every one person there, there was two or three opinions. There was some angst around the church house. And Paul says, imitate God in Jesus. Be angry, but sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Build up the body of Christ. But sadly, there are many today who are angry, who carry bitterness, who don't want to imitate God. And this anger is what needs healing. You and I both know of churches and people who have been bitter and angry for so long, they don't know how to be godly. They need us to imitate godly love in Christ Jesus. Sadly, the church has often had difficulty in teaching about anger. Susan Highland, Associate Professor of New Testament at Emory University in Atlanta, says this, 
while this passage and others sound an important cautionary tale about the effects of anger on the community, too often the message has been that anger should be swallowed or stuffed down or ignored altogether. Turning the other cheek does not mean that we don't get angry. The solution that Paul gives here is the limitation of anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. It's okay to be angry. Just don't sin against those you're angry about. And I can tell you, we, we can use a little healing right now in our world. We could use some healing in our nation. And, and probably we could use some healing in our church. And for some of us, we need to set aside that bitterness. But that may not happen unless others of us can reach out imitating God, imitating Jesus, bringing healing to those who hurt. And how does that happen? How does that happen? By speaking the truth in love. To build up the body, not to tear it down. By being love to their bitterness. It might sound something like this. I love you and I'll support you. I love you and I'm so proud of you. Or maybe it sounds like this. I love you and I disagree with you. Or maybe it sounds like this. I love you and I'm angry with you and we need to talk. Highland again says the reader is instructed to be kind and generous and tender-hearted and forgiving of one another. And I would say that only as we imitate Christ, only as we can forgive, can healing take place. We are invited today to take hold of the nail-scarred hand of Jesus. We have been created in the image of God. We have been created as Jesus was, filled with love and grace, unconditional love and grace. We lead with love. Yes, there are often hard decisions in front of us. And, and it's fine to choose up sides and debate your conscience. But in the church, once the decision is made, we set aside our differences to be one in Christ. And we need to take that witness to our world. We need to Show the world that you can set aside differences and love one another in Christ Jesus, our Lord. But sadly, rather than us taking our witness to the world, many churches have let the witness of the world come into the church. 
we we will never be completely of one accord but we are completely of one lord we we may never be in complete agreement on the issues but we are always under the lordship of jesus christ and so whatever differences we might have we can set them aside imitating Jesus the Christ. Your life must be controlled to love just as Christ loved us. These are troublesome days. The winners are still somewhat braggadocious. The losers are still somewhat bitter. The election took its toll on us. And now is the time as we prepare ourselves for the Advent journey that is looming just on the horizon. As we get ready to walk to Bethlehem, we will do so. We will do so because we are imitating God in Christ, loving unconditionally. I don't know about you, but this is hard work. And there are some people I don't want to love, but I am compelled to love so that the witness of the church might be stronger than the witness of the world. And, and because we are imitators of Jesus the Christ, we can set aside our differences, we can set aside our disagreements, and we can be one in Jesus the Christ. We can take the nail-scarred hand and set aside our bitterness. I don't know about you, but it seems to me easier to set aside our differences than to keep harboring this hate, to continue to harbor the anger, to continue to stir up hurt feelings. May we this day commit to claiming Christ as our role model being done with our bitterness. Let the healing begin. For Jesus' sake. And for our own. Now we pray. God, bless us in these moments that we truly receive your Holy Spirit, that we truly feel your healing, that we truly set aside bitterness.
that they might know we are indeed Christians by our love. Through Jesus the Christ, who loves us in spite of us, we pray. Amen.